but that's what's just been getting to me because I haven't talked to anybody really about it. I was like, might as well tell the world. <laughs> Everybody's been asking me. Okay, so we'll get into some deepness real, real quick. Okay. Uh, so people have been asking me like, "Yo, what have you been up to?" And I'm like, "Oh, working, right?" Oh, I was gonna say five or six two. Keep it all at the top. <laughs> what have you been up? About? You never oh, said that. <laughs> no, I haven't. Been five five seven for like the last three years. I'm not lame, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hurtful. But anyways, <laughs> just working, yeah. And uh. It was like, it was getting on my nerves a little bit that I, I just kept saying. Working. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, dude, what am I doing? So. Working. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, I read this message. I believe it was like a week ago. Something like that. Let me read it. About a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to read the whole message because it was very long. Uh, I did repost it on my Facebook, so I know you haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. For those, I'm sorry. I am not a part of the Facebook. Which is fine. I mean, I, I only get on Facebook here and there just to see people who only use Facebook and none of my family. And I'm getting no service, of course. Why? I don't know. Uh, okay. So it's from this girl named Holly Butcher. And... She lives in Australia and she posted this letter 24 hours before she died. Oh, I think you were telling me about it. Yeah. Did I, did I say it on here or did I say it? Uh, you just told me about it, but you actually okay. didn't get to finish the story. We got interrupted. Oh, perfect. So she says, I'm 27 now. I don't want to go. I love my life. I'm happy. I owe that to my loved ones, but the control is out of my hands. And... Let me just put a shout out to her family and everything like that for releasing this. Because this is hard to release, of course, after you've lost a loved one. Yeah. Either she posted this or or I think she posted this. So it was her message to the world before she left. And it goes on for a while. And I read the entire thing while I was at work. I was on break. And I just read the whole thing. And it really got to me. And then, like, people were asking me, like, oh, you meant to work and stuff like that. And it just really, it sucked. Irritated you? It irritated me. It's, like, really bad. And I was like, because another thing that happened was, I kind of, I think, will you, do you know what we're going to talk about in the next episode? Or should we just save this for the next episode? Well, we'll, we'll start it here. Okay. So... Another thing that kind of happened is my entire life was not planned out for me. I was not expected to be here. Mm -hmm. I mean, sure, a lot of people can, you know, uh, relate to that. Yeah. And and I never saw it as that. I it never it never worried of me or anything like that. And I was like, never bothered you. It never until... bothered me. And when someone was, was like, "Yeah, this wasn't supposed to happen," I was like, "Okay." Just never phase me. 
And when I was growing up, had no idea what it was going to be. I had nobody telling me like, oh, you should do this or you should do that. And if they did do that, I knew for a fact it wasn't something that I wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. The entire societal thing is you want to get a good job. You want to get a good house, have a family, end life. <laughs> end life. Yeah. Which is the American dream. And it's always been the, the posted thing. And that wasn't me. I wanted to be like a writer when I was 15, like a published writer. And, but that didn't happen, of course, because it's like a lot to put on a kid, I guess. I don't know. When you're growing up in poor situations. You feel a lot of weight. You feel a lot of weight. You feel like expectations are planted on you, even though my mom was never like, you need to do this. You need to do that. You need to get us out of here kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. My dad was never like that either. Although he did want me to go into sports and stuff like that. But whenever he saw it wasn't happening, he kind of just like, as long Let as he has go. a good life. Yeah. And, but to me, I don't know where this came from. No one ever, I never had a dream where somebody was saying like, oh, you need to do this. You need to do that and get yourself out of here. Hmm. You, I never, a counselor was saying, you need to worry about living your life kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or you need to worry about graduating. <laughs> And because college was a thing that was kind of, it was not something that I was looking forward to. Even if I did, like, if I was going to go, I was not looking forward to it because all I could see was the dollar signs. Mm -hmm. And they just, it just, to me, what I, when I read college, all I read was debt. Mm Mm-hmm. And something you definitely didn't want to have because of what you've grown up with. And so. Yeah. And as far as learning like financials and everything like that, that came later. But I just felt like there was a lot of expectations mm-hmm. that I planted on myself. Yeah. I was about to say, like, there's like who you obviously nobody told you like, oh, you need to support or you need to do this or whatever. So I'm wondering like who or how had that idea yeah i don't know as my entire family they don't they don't have like too many expectations for everybody they just want to have like good jobs pretty much Mm -hmm. and so i read this message beforehand my mom said something to me that really hit me and yet i don't give her like no you know she wasn't saying it as like to hurt me or anything like that right yeah it's just something that hit me not as like bad i guess kind of this conviction maybe yeah it's just like it was like damn you know she's kind of right what'd she say now i'm curious <laughs> she said we were driving and she's like it's so weird that you're driving me now she's like because i didn't expect this to happen i was like what do you mean and she was like i expected you not to be here i expected you to be abroad um, like living somewhere else and that hit me because it's like yeah i had that expectation too that mm-hmm. i wasn't gonna be here i mean for the longest time i said i wasn't gonna live in texas and i'm here still <laughs> yeah and it just hit me like i was like dang mom okay <laughs> i mean she had a point because i all i talked about was wanting to leave like go to new york or go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. 
And now I'm here. So I read this message. Uh, I could read off a few points. Yeah. But the gist of it was, was just to enjoy your life. Mm-hmm. If your life was going to end, say I had four years left. No, what would I do? And I mean, this is like cliche here, stuff that I'm talking about here, right? Right. You Everybody's hear. heard it. Yeah. Live a good life. Live, to, live it like it's your last day. But yeah. I think it gets numb after a while. You get desensitized to it. Mm-hmm. And just one point was, uh, she said, be grateful for each day you don't have, uh, be grateful for each day you don't have pain. And even the days where you are unwell with man flu, a sore back or a sprained ankle, accept it as shit, but be thankful it isn't life threatening and will go away. Mm-hmm. And uh, another one was wine less people and help each other more. Mm-hmm. She said her number two was, or her number one was those things you are wanting, um, those things you are wanting about, ridiculous things. Something I've noticed so much these past few months. Just think about someone who is really facing a problem. Be grateful for your minor issue and get over it. It's okay to acknowledge that something is annoying, but try not to carry on about it and negatively affect other people's days. Once you do that, get out there and take a a freaking big breath of that fresh air deep in your lungs. Well, she said, she said us air, which is like Australian air (laughs) (laughs) and deep in your lungs. Look at how blue the sky is and how green the trees are. It is so beautiful. Think how lucky you are to be able to do just that. Breathe. Mm hmm. And there's a bunch of other ones like uh, value other people's time. Don't keep them waiting because you are shit at being on time. Get ready earlier if you are one of those people and appreciate that your friends want to share their time with you, not sit by themselves waiting on a mate. You will gain respect too. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it was a bunch of bullet points and she made some good points. And it would been nice to meet her. Mm. but it it just the cliches you know i hate cliches <laughs> but, but they're for a reason but they're though. cliche for a reason yep and i definitely wanted to be something different than what i am now but even then i was watching on social media and these people who are going off and they were saying like i did everything right right no. I oh yeah. Got out of high school, went to a great college, got a degree, got a great job, and I'm 30 years old, and I don't know what I'm doing in my life. It reminds me actually of a clip that I saw with Will Smith. He's like, "You can do everything wrong, and it comes out right, mm. or you can do everything right, and it comes out wrong." Yeah. The thing is, is that. It's just, it's going to be whatever it's going to be. Just what are you going to do with it? Yeah. And I was all like, that's, that's true. Cause there's been times where I'm like, it's gone wrong the entire time, but I enjoyed it anyways. Mm-hmm. Because what I, I know I did my best and I have the freedom with me where I'm like, oh, well, at least I did my best. Yeah. And at least I tried. <laughs> that's the biggest thing. And you were talking about like, um, what you're complaining about. And one thing that hit me um, 
like me doing like my weight and working out and being healthier and stuff like that. And I'm part of this group and stuff like that. And they're all complaining about the scale and everything. And I'm just like, there's a quote that I heard and I was like, your weight right now is somebody's target weight. Yeah. And so you got to to just give yourself grace. Like where you are right now is somebody and that hit home for me. Cause actually I know somebody whose target weight is my weight. That's currently, Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you got to stop blaming the scale and just learn to love you, you know? Yeah. That's another thing that's hard to do is fall in love with yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole topic on its, other, like on its own end. But if you're trying to have a great life, but you think that you can't have a good time, then I mean, I guess it's not really, it's not really worth going for, I guess. I mean, because... I understand that I didn't do everything that I planned out to do. Like I didn't do everything right. Mm-hmm. Like you said, and I could be, if, if my other like ideal life or whatever is that I got a lot of money and I'm living in New York. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm not over here thinking like, damn, like I'm not going to crush myself. I'm not sitting in my, in this corner thinking about what could have been, man, I wish I can go back. Because my mom, for the longest time, would tell me, whenever you, you're doing all these things, you're going to look back on it and wish that you could go back and do these things over again. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that she's wrong. Sometimes I'd be like, damn, I kind of wish I did that. But I'm not looking back at it as something that is a regret that I'm going to hold for the rest of my life. Yeah, because there's energy in that when you do that. And you're no. wasting energy trying to do it. I, yeah. And... It's just, it's a form of, of like forgiveness, forgiveness and a form of understanding what's happening right now. Because mm-hmm. when I'm laying down and I'm thinking about the past, it's kind of like, damn, that was fun or damn, that was cool. Or I was like, damn, I missed out on that. But when I'm also just chilling, all I'm thinking about is what I can do now. Like last night. I was trying to go to sleep and I was thinking about what we're going to do with the podcast, but then what got in the way was what we're going to do about it in the next two months. Right. Mm-hmm. I was like, we got to make this move, this move, this move. Mm-hmm. Music came up. I got to do this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. I was like, if you're going to work on a book, you need to start doing it now. Work on your characters. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what, when this happened where it switched. Cause before it would be like, damn, I'm kind of like, I'm like, what am I going to do? It's all on me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Which leads back to what I was saying is I was putting expectations on myself. Mm-hmm. And, but why? <laughs> <laughs> like these expectations don't motivate just materialize. You. They don't mo- motivate, but they materialize like out of thin air. Right. Cause my thing was, I've saw all these people in my life go through all this struggle. I've somehow avoided a lot of the struggle. And I wanted to get these people who are around me going through this struggle. I want to get them all out of any struggles that they could have potentially. Mm-hmm. But in doing that and making that my goal, it put all these of their ambitions onto me kind of thing. See? What I would think, not yeah. to say that it's their actual ambition. It's just me thinking like, oh, this is what they would want. And then putting it on myself. And see, you're trying to be a rescue 911 when really you need to rescue you first 
because you can't care because the door that you're trying to go through only fits you. It doesn't fit everybody else. No. I don't know. It's just, it's a lot to take in and a lot to process mm. because my entire life has just been, I got to do this for other people. Yeah. And you got to do it for you first. Yeah. And I'm having these thoughts while I'm driving home from work. <laughs> I mean, cause I was like, I usually when I'm coming home, I put on like, like random ass instrumentals of past songs. And I start just going out and like making music while I'm driving home mm-hmm. just to like up my process and be, make me better when I'm making actual music. And that's one time, like it was just a dead period, not even like a dead period. It was just instrumental. That was like, uh, just like a couple plucks of a, of a violin mm-hmm. and like maybe like one, two notes off of, off of piano. And all I could think about in my head was two guys sitting on a bench. I'm one of them. The other guy is this old, old man. Just some like old, I guess you can think in your head, like World War II veteran, like old man <laughs> sitting <laughs> Damn, down. Damn, I'm bench. really old. Yeah. And like the, just the process, like I guess, or if you watch uh, Saving Private Ryan, they get like, private ryan at the end of the movie that's what i was kind of putting in as an image we're sitting there and i was like he's saying uh i'm telling him what ifs and he's telling me what is and he's telling me that you should live your life kind of thing uh it's funny that i'm at the end of my life telling you you know what has been and what I went through and you haven't even started yours. So when are you going to? Mm. And it was just like, it, just, it was like a, like a wave kind of hit me of like a storyline. And it was just, it was weird, but it was a good thing to have. I don't know who this man is. Pitiful, a pivotal moment, yeah. a revelation. <laughs> but that's what's been getting to me because I haven't talked to anybody really about it. I was like, might as well tell the world. <laughs> and on that note, I was like, <laughs> right. See, cause we're, it's, this is a community. This is just a, it's the cloud cone podcast, you know, squad. Yeah. Cloud squad. <laughs> a lot of expectations. I mean, I don't know how I'll be in 10 years, but that's hoping I'm doing something better. It reminds me of that. There was one lady I was reading. She's like, you would be surprised at how much energy is spent on the past. He's like, people talk talk about what I should have done or what I should have done, you know, do or what I didn't do. And she's like, that is like trying to put energy into a dead body. Yeah. No amount of energy is going to make that body resurrect. Yeah. It goes back to what I was saying because I don't want to be like people who are listening to this and they're like, you kind of skipped over that, my man. It's like, <laughs> I was at work and I was looking at this message from Holly and she's going off about what she could have done. And she's having a, she was having a pretty, what you would think is a good life. And then it ended yeah, abruptly. And you're like, damn. And then she still had things to say. Yeah. Like things would be like, you needed, like you should have did this or I should have did this kind of thing. Mm. So you can never know what a good life is to you by looking at other people's lives and thinking like, that's what I need. Right. Yeah. You can't be like, oh, this guy's got a big house 
or anything like, oh, this guy is traveling everywhere. Traveling may not be for you. Yeah. You don't know. I mean, not to say that don't try because I'm going to try <laughs> a lot of things, but it just, it was, I was at work. People were asking me what I've been doing and I'm like working. That's all I could offer to the conversation, which bothered me beyond mm-hmm. hell. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm too smart to yeah. live this dumb. And people were, people who work at my place were saying like, this is, I was like, what have you been doing? And he's like, just been working. Yeah. I was like, that's going to be me. Yeah. That's going to be me. And the guy's like, you should, you know, take this time while you can, man. He's like, cause you're young. He's like, you're going to miss out on all these opportunities and stuff like that. He's like, I wish I can go back. And I was like, that's going to be me, man. Yeah. And you're like, I don't want to be you. <laughs> yeah. And so that's why I was, so that's why I quit. no that's probably gonna happen pretty soon though but it was very very opening eye-opening and i know i say this a lot but i mean we're just going by this world we're just trekking through this world one step at a time see it's not really you say it's one moment but really it's a build-up i feel like the epiphanies are always it's there might be one moment that you could probably go back to but it's always like small steps and like just unwrapping something basically yeah and you're talking about like you don't know if it's that's for you or that for you and i remember i was talking to my 12 year old I was talking about like Catherine moving away, you know, going off to college. I'm like, which is good for her because that's the only way you're going to learn about yourself Yeah, is taking yourself out of your environment Yeah, and test things out. She's like, she doesn't know herself. I'm like, no, baby, it takes years to understand who you are. Yeah. And I was like, she might not know anything about her until she is on her own trying to like the big growth moments for me was in the military when I realized like I had to repel off a three story building. I didn't know if I could or not. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if I was going to be scared or not. I didn't think I was scared of heights <laughs> until some things, but then like, I didn't know I was scared of heights, but I also didn't know I could do it even in the fear. And I think those are the things when it's only when you're exposed to different things. Like I told him, like I was really fortunate. My mom made me take, um, swimming lessons, piano lessons, and then put me into like Girl Scouts and stuff. It just exposed me. Mm. And it's like, I realized piano is fun, but it's not for me, but I love swimming. And then I realized I love camping. I love being in nature, yeah. but you don't know who you are until you expose yourself to things. Yeah. So I was just like telling that to my 12 year old. <laughs> She's like, you, you don't know who you are. I'm like, no baby, I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, that's what I'm saying is I wonder if I don't like, I wonder when was the moment I'm not saying that I'm going to try and figure it out, but I wonder when the moment was when I stopped making it like a hallway going through what I wanted to be and then make it a labyrinth. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, and I'm only, I'm only taking two steps a time, you know? Yeah. And I was like, and the freaking place is moving constantly. Yeah. Like who knows? That's why I was like, is it me that's different from other people? Like, do other people, I know other people don't know what they want to do, don't know who they are and stuff like that. But was there a moment like in their childhood? Because people would ask them or you'd be like, oh, what are you going to be in five years? Or what are you going to be when you grow up? And people would be like, astronaut, all that stuff. You know, the simple answer is, which nobody really is going to do. 
But to me, I didn't even know at that age. And I don't either. And I think that that's a pressure on people too. Cause like, I remember Catherine like having this almost not a stroke, but just like, I'm like, I don't know what I want to do. I'm like, babe, how, like I had that too. When I was in middle school, it was like, I was having panic attacks that I did not know what I wanted to be when I grow up. Yeah. And the thing is like now, like, and I was telling my daughter, my 18 year old and be like, baby, you have only been on this earth for 18 years and you only had an adult mind for the last maybe year. Mm. And how much have you been exposed to? How could you ever expect yourself to know all the job opportunities out there and say, that's the one it's kind of like saying like going to high school and meeting your high school sweetheart. Like, how do you know that's the one and you yeah. know that all that kind of things like might be a really bad analogy, but I'm just like, you never know until you know, but you have to expose yourself. Yeah. So women sleep around. No, and guys, not in <laughs> I mean, just that's why I'm like, don't, don't, feel like you have to settle on date somebody you can be friends and get to know somebody yeah and you don't have to do all that but what i'm saying is like you you can start off just start out like you don't have to have it figured out to go do it like too many the stories i constantly hear is that i went for this education but it exposed me to this person and now i'm doing something that my my degree is not even in Mm. but that's not necessarily a bad thing it's not the thing that (laughs) Or, I mean, no, nah, I'll let you go. Because I was going to say something, but it just doesn't click right now. <laughs> but I, j- I understand if it was, like, whenever people were asked, like, oh, you wanted to be an astronaut or whatever thing, and people would be like, just put an answer. Like, you know, oh, you want to be a fireman? And it's just like, I never saw me doing that. But I never saw me doing anything else. I never, like, the only reason why I wanted to be a writer was because people thought my writing was good. Mm-hmm. So you weren't doing it for you. You were doing it for other people. Yeah. And when I write something, I'm like, yeah, this is good. But where's it going? Yeah. And it's just, it's very, it's funny. But I also have like a limiter, I guess. Because like you said, Catherine, she probably like was having like major like breakdowns or she might have like panic attacks. I've seen people who have gone overboard, panic, full on panic attack because of something they thought. Or something they were like, yo, this is like, what am I going to do? Kind of thing, right? Yeah. It's never happened to me. <laughs> it's just it, just the way I am, I guess. It's, I'll be thinking about it and I'm like, yo, damn, like I guess anxiety kind of kicks in. It's like, what are you going to do with your life and stuff like that? And then all of a sudden, like I reach this peak and then it cuts off. Hmm. And then I'm back to normal. That's weird. Like, oh, so the governor in, in a vehicle, like if you get to a certain miles per hour, like it cuts the engine so it goes back down. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. It, it's very weird. Like you, you won't come into my room and see me balled up crying. <laughs> you're like, you're never going to see that. You Like you'll never come in and I'm just like freaking out. Like, and see, I used to have anxiety like that and it always be a quiet night. Like, how am I going to get this to happen? What am I supposed to happen? You know, like my thing is like how I shut it off because I have to shut it off. My always like, is there anything that I could do about it right now? No, I'm sleeping or whatever. So then what's the point of getting excited about it right now? Like, we'll just go tomorrow and we're just going to do our best and we're going to take care of it. But right now, the best thing I can do is go to sleep. Cause there was a lot of times, especially with money and stuff like that. And I realized like, that's just a scarcity thing. And I always had to tell myself, have I faced this before? All that kind of stuff. I know we talked about it before. It's like, yeah. And it worked out. 
I love yeah. that quote in uh, Shakespeare in Love. He's all like, no, it'll work out. And everybody's like, how do you know? He's like, I don't know. It's a mystery. <laughs> but I love that faith. That's the thing. He's like, either if for whoever is listening and you don't know, it's like, there's so many things that could go and that can actually happen. Yeah. You could try the thing and you fall. You and but you can try the thing and fly, or you can try and fall down hard. But either way, you're gonna get up. Yeah, that that's it. So people who have like you hear the stories of these people that really made it, but they lost a lot. Yeah. So what's funny is I don't know. I was thinking, I'm thinking of saying like you're not invincible in reality. Let's just put it out there. Not so invincible, many, but you're survivable. Yeah. We're adaptable. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that can go wrong in reality. But in your mind, in your own mind, you're invincible. It's just your mindset that can bring you down and keep you down. Mm-hmm. But you can also bring yourself up. It's the same mind. Yeah. If you can go down, you can go up. Yeah. Thing is, it's like I was watching these people break down <laughs> and absolutely crying, not knowing what to do, like talking to me and like pitch voices like uh, like oh know. my god like it's bad and like face red and everything you're like you're like are you okay bitch <laughs> one one middle finger on the shoulder there <laughs> no jesse's with the broom across the corner and be like they're there but i was seeing so many of this like so many of these happen i actually was like man i want this to happen to me I don't know if that's insensitive to say or something like that, but I just like, I was you feel like, like you want to make it because probably in your mind, if that happens to me, then it's going to click. And then all of a sudden I'll actually do what I'm going to say. I'm going to do. Yeah. Or it was like, it was kind of like, I wonder if that's a release. Oh, like maybe that's something that needs to happen for me to be like, well, come out like a butterfly. <laughs> Once it happens, you know, a cocoon. If yeah. I so I actually tried my hardest to try and have that happen. Oh, you tried to make you have a crisis. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, like people out there are like, I would love to not, <laughs> right? They're you like, selfish bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I like, was like laying down in bed, right, and I was like, like everything okay, was going through my mind. Bring on the psychotic thoughts, all right. <laughs> and I have a way of dealing with it, right? Like, if I'm laying down, I have like I can sort it out. Priority list: What's worry about? Can I do anything for it right now? Nah, save it till tomorrow. Wait for Sean to deal with it next day, <laughs> right? Future song. Go to sleep. <laughs> go to Sometimes sleep. it's too loud and I can't go to sleep, but it's not, it's not like destroying me. Yeah. And I'll just be like, well, I just can't sleep for another. So I'll just I'll, watch some scary movies. <laughs> yeah. I'll just watch some scary stories or something like that. So <laughs> Still can't get over that. <laughs> I was actually watching some last night. Actually. Of course you were. <laughs> anyway, so I fell asleep like midway and it was like number one. <laughs> <laughs> the one that sleeps in the closet. <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> passed out <laughs> people are like what the hell is this man doing anyways back to what i was saying so i just like was like all right instead of sorting it out i'm just gonna let it go let it flee like let it flow and see what happens and it was like a lot of things were coming at me and i was thinking about my past things in a childhood and i normally don't do this where i regret things and i was like bring up all the regrets <laughs> You know, bring up open like, that Pandora box. Yeah, bring up like the things I should have said. Bring up everything. I started playing some sad music just to get it going. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, I really want this to happen. 
I need to feel this. And it was like, I could feel it, right? I was like, all right, here it comes. And then, like, I could feel my eyes watering. And I was like, all right, I'm about to break down or something. I don't know what's going to happen. And then the governor shut up. <laughs> and then it just, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and you know that feeling that you get when you're about to cry? Yeah. Like that, like, you know, something like it just get heavy. Like your face gets heavy kind of thing. Went away. Like one tear that was re- residual kind of just like you dropped, but it didn't even make it down my face. It like dried up as it was going down. <laughs> and I was just like, I took a sigh. I was like, well, I guess it's not going to happen. There's like so many people out there. I wish I couldn't cry. <laughs> yeah. Like it's me whenever I would get like so passionate about something. I'm like, I don't need to cry now. I need to be serious. And I'm like, breathe, breathe, dry my eyes. And it's all welding up. Like, gosh, darn it. <laughs> Yeah, and it just—I don't know what it don't have. It doesn't happen to me. And there's, there's some like therapists out there who are like, "Cause you're crazy." <laughs> <laughs> because you're unhinged, my man. Because you're a psycho. You see a doctor. Somebody locked this man up right now. <laughs> <laughs> and there's other people like, "Let's take blood samples." <laughs> it just it it clicks off for me, which kind of like I really was thinking that maybe this is the time. Because the last time that something like that happened where I cried, which was like, it was a death of a family. And. Oh, so you're the holiday. You're Cameron Diaz. <laughs> you never seen that with uh, Jack Black, Cameron Diaz, Kate Winslet. Oh, she's trying to cry or something? Yes, and she can't cry. And she's like. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kate can't cry. <laughs> I was just like, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> you don't remember I, the movie? Yeah, I remember, but it's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah, she can't cry. She said that she cried really hard because she found out that her family was getting divorced and she had no idea and came out of the blue. She said, I cried all night. And then the next day, I haven't cried since. Yeah. I cried. The, or I was like, I cried when I was 15. <laughs> and then that was the last time that I remember where I was like, damn, that was, a, like, that was a deep cry. And yeah, that's the thing. I was like <laughs> trying to be a psychopath and trying yes. to start a breakdown and it didn't happen. Ever since then, it just would cut off and I wouldn't feel like what I was feeling before. And then there's me and I just watch a really sad movie about this broken dog and I'm just like, <laughs> this broke dog. Yeah, like on, on TikTok, these guys, or this girl was watching like a video of this cat like uh, like swatted at the air and they were like, my dog passed away like two days ago and then someone made an animation of the dog like flying around. Like with wings. Oh my gosh. And the dot and the cat's like saying bye to it. Oh my gosh, yes. Like And like the, the stitch was like this girl, she's like breaking down crying. Like nothing for me. <laughs> and me and Jesse all the time will send each other and like, guess I'm gonna cry. Like I'm like, I cry every time I hear this and I would send it to him or something like that or whatever. And he's like, Why are you making me cry right now? <laughs> But he loves sad music. He likes feeling all that crap. And I'm just like, I yeah, can't. shout out to his funeral playlists. Swear. <laughs> like, I want you all to cry. Uh, yeah. Because I think it leads back to my childhood. I think it's just, I never wanted to be the center of attention. And if I was, I think that was just me being a kid. I don't know. You always make really good jokes. and. <laughs> <laughs> I think, no, actually, I don't know. I think I want, because I'm just remembering it wrong, I think. I think I wanted to be the center of attention, 
but you didn't know how sooner yeah i didn't know how to i didn't know how and sooner or later it was more of like i want to be out the way and maybe my my brain is like if you cry or break down you're kind of like annoying you're gonna be a little bitch (laughs) maybe it's just i don't want to be someone's problem oh not a problem if you cry (laughs) i'm not saying that you do but (laughs) i'm saying in my brain maybe yeah i know somebody told you that Maybe it's just thinking, like, I don't want anybody to come and be like, oh, like, what can I, you know, I don't want that kind of thing. Because you already saw all your loved ones already have enough issues. Like, I'm definitely not going to be that. That's me. Because that was Mm -hmm. me when I remember being that way because it was just me and my mom for so long. And we were trying to find places to stay and do and make it happen. And I just remember, like, I obeyed my mother. Like, I was a good child because I hell didn't want to upset her and make her life any harder than it was. Yeah. So, and that's why I joined the military. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, cause I had a a full paid scholarship and everything in high school to go to the college. And, but my family was having some problems with where they were staying. And my mom was like, no, don't work. Focus on school so you can get it done. Cause she had to take school forever. Cause she had me. Yeah. And so, and then my dad's like, no, we wanted her to pay rent, you know, to help out or whatever and stuff like that. And I felt like there was tension there. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do military. That way my mom doesn't have to worry about me. And then they don't, and they don't have to pay for me to stay there basically. Mm-hmm. And then I figured I'd probably just help out and send money back or whatever. Yeah. But that's how it's been going. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we're going to Ireland. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping next year is going to be... It's going to be my fun year. I think it like, just like my sister said in our last episode, we talked about it was traveling with Sky when she said, as soon as she got that passport, that was kind of like the floodgate. That's the affirmation. I was basically telling the energy in the world, like I mean it, I attract it, I have it. And I definitely believe that. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to work on is my main focus is like, I don't need to buy tickets anywhere. I just need to get a passport and that will make it more real for me. Yeah. So maybe you and I, Let's get our passports. Passport buddies? Passport buddies. Yes, because unfortunately mine's going to take a little bit because I have to tell them I lost it or whatever because I had one back in high school. Damn. Yeah. So be I, like, right this way, Mr. Sanchez. Swear. <laughs> You're, it's so easy for you because you live here and, you ha- and like all your stuff is accessible here. I don't know because getting my driver's license was a bitch. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so send this to your local psychiatrist and let me know. <laughs> let me know what kind of psychosis that I have. <laughs> They're like, you like in between Ted Bundy and like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mr. House or Dr. House or something like that. Yeah, whatever. They're like, you're like a nice medium between Sherlock Holmes and Ted Bundy. <laughs> and Dr. <Doctor> Strange. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But thank you for listening in and we appreciate your time and we would love to hear your stories or your advice, comments, questions, share your stories and stuff like that. Definitely. You can always uh, DM us on Cloudcomb podcast on Instagram Instagram, and then Cloudcomb P on Twitter. (laughs) And then you can always email us at Cloudcomb Cloudcomb podcast at at gmail.com. And one thing I wanted to say is if you take anything away from this <laughs> cry is that enjoy it, your tears yeah, is that we all don't know what we're doing yes just enjoy the day today yeah 
even if you're working, enjoy the little things that you like about your job. Anyways, so see you in the next one. Yeah. My name is Sarah. My name is Sean. And this is the Cloud Cone signing out. Mm-hmm.